Hey, everyone. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Iconist Podcast. I'm one of your two hosts. I'm Barry 3D Carter, the man with the mostest. I've got the laugh, but I just like keep going on and on and on to the break of dawn. And like usual, the man, the myth, the legend that joins me on my side, my co-host, my cousin, my compadre, the legendary turntable master, Master C-Man. I don't know why I said Go. Master C, but the turntable uh, maestro. There we go. Yeah, Maestro, because it ends with a C. We'll go with DJ Maestro C. <laughs> okay. There we go. Let's do it. Let's I like do that. it. I like that. My man Rod. Like usual, you know this is the Iconist Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. You mm. know where to find us. You can see my links down below at Barry3D.com. And Rod, where can it find you? You can find me down below again. You can find me that way. I made a pause. That sounded a little weird, but we'll just uh, unpause. <laughs> that. So you can find me in the frame uh, right yonder show. Yonder show is a good word to use. You can yes. find me on Instagram. <laughs> you can find me on Mr. Rod C. You definitely also find me on Twitch at DJ Rod C. Listen, we're going to have some fun today. The icon is... <laughs> Can't talk yet. Don't be even talk about our people. No, man. We, we got to talk, talk about, about our peoples. We're going to make it really quick, right? So, mm-hmm. one, got to support the books. So, if you're out in Kitchener, go and see Wow Comics. Go to Wow Comics. Tell Wes, Ramon, Chris, and Sydney that we said hi from the Iconist podcast. If Yo. you're out in Montreal, make the trek over to Champlain Bridge. Hit the out in Broussard. Go over to Check Swings and tell Trevor, Pierre, and Dom that people here, your people here at the Iconist podcast said hi. Support the book so we can support what we do. And please support us on our Patreon or coffee page. Or just like, subscribe, and share, rate, and review. Let's go. Let's go. Right on. And as always, the last one, man. You know, best for last. You got to do it. It comes down like this. The man that makes us look so pretty. Yes. The man that keeps us looking so crisp, so fresh, and so clean. The one and only who am I hit talking about, Rod? Jay Bird Digital Arts, 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 Arts. Jay Bird Digital Arts. And guess what? If you tell mm-hmm. and need any kind of work done from templates to media, whatever graphic design you need, you reach mm-hmm. out to Jay Bird. You tell him you heard about him where? On the Iconist mm-hmm. podcast. And he'll give you what? Discount. 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 That's right. Just remember, say, Iconist podcast. Hi, Jay. How you doing? Discount, in, you know, follows really quick. Hit him up. That's our man. Where's my, where's my discount? Where's my discount? Where's my discount? They'll be like, all right, I don't buy it. All right, we got you. We got you. We Here we sweet, go. Sweet, sweet Caroline. Right? And it comes down like this. We are talking about the icon today is Maverick. Now, I know you see the title. You're like, Barry, are you thinking Top Gun Maverick? And I'm like, I don't know. But no. There's no planes involved in this Maverick. Unless he's jumping out of one. We are talking about my man, the one who was going by Christoph Nord. Maverick mm. from Marvel Comics, created mm. by Jim Lee, drawn by Jim Lee, and co-created by John Bryan. Two of my mm. favorite artists and writers created this character, and this character might have slipped underneath you. So his first appearance was in the, the Jim Lee's run of the X-Men, issue number five, back in February 1992. Two, 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 two. Wow. Wow. So he's got a, a couple of different names. He goes by Christoph, Christopher, David. Okay, we know, yada, yada, yada. Hey, bottom line, the man's a spy. The man's a mercenary. Listen, he got, a, he got, he needs a lot, you know, he needs a lot of passports. You know, he's got, a, you know, we've seen enough, we need, we've seen enough movies. 
he don't, a, a spy, an international spy don't carry one piece of passport. They got different ones with different names. That's right. Safe houses, the whole nine yards. And this is how I see this character. Now, why is this character so important? Even though he's more of a, a late, a, a more, let's say, newer character. And you'll see what I mean by that. He's a newer character. He was part of an important team that I personally wished they did a full out miniseries on. Like a proper miniseries back in the day from how it was set up. So this is what I'm talking about. Here we go. Here's some history about it, right? So Christoph Nord was born in East Germany to American parents. Mm. Okay. Which technically makes him German-American, German, because he was born on German soil. So we're going mm. with that. Um, now, we don't know much about his early history. You know, there's little mentions here and there. And it seemed that his parents could have been involved with the Nazi regime. We We don't know. But he came up, and he also had a brother, so it was him and his brother, and he came up, and he kind of became like a freedom fighter to that point. Uh, he just, he fought for the good cause, right? And he was also a mutant, and his mutant power was almost similar to Sebastian Shaw, where he would get, like, you know, kinetic energy. He would take the hit, and, <laughs> and, you like, but I got, yep, and, yeah. you know, so, he came up, and that was his early history, but his history, his storyline is tragic, it's convoluted, it's got a lot of stuff to it. I think right from the bat, it makes a good spy thriller. So mm-hmm. this is where I first came across his character was when Jim Lee started the, his run on the X-Men, when they kind of given a reboot, and they went to the red team and gold team, uh, sorry, uh, blue, red and blue team at one point. Right. But just going back that early issue, it was a flashback with Wolverine running, and he's getting the Carmine synthesizer, and he's fighting Omega Red. And he goes, hey, this brings me back to a memory. And it goes to a cool memory. And you see Wolverine before he was Wolverine. Right. Sabretooth before he was Sabretooth. So it wasn't Wolverine. It was Logan. It wasn't Sabretooth. It was Creed. And then there was Kristoff, uh, or he was going by Christopher at the time. And he went by the code name Maverick. And they're all in black. They had the yellow straps, you know, for the gun holsters and their backpacks and all that stuff. And then mm-hmm. they had their goggles and everything. But Maverick had on this yellow, black and yellow mask that would cover the majority of his face and left his mouth open. And that mask gave like had the targeting inside of it, infrared. So it it was it was like hardcore. I love the look of it, mm-hmm. and it showed that on one of their missions they were supposed to rescue a certain scientist. They didn't think she was going to make it. Um, you know, Omega Red at this point was just made part of the, the Soviet super soldier uh, right. program. He's chasing them down and he needed that carbamine synthesizer or, car- you know, I know I'm mispronouncing it, but he needed that, that they had. And in their escape, the mission went just, it just went out the crapper. It went so left. Creed it went being left. Creed saying, hey, we got to cut the dead weight. And he <laughs> killed the doctor. They were supposed to free and rescue the doctor. Creed decides to kill the doctor. Like Creed, why are we here? Aren't we here to save the man? Now, now I can't get that vacation request go through now because you just messed me up, man. Oh, right? Don't make it hard. Cha, Creed. It's exactly. So that's what Creed did, and that's what caused. So this team was called Team X, of course, in, in X Men books, or it's got to be X somewhere. X, mm. like Exhibit. Right, you gotta listen to exhibit if you're not sure. Uh, Wednesdays on Twitch with DJ Rod C. Let's uh, go. He'll play it. X. You know, but yeah, yeah. That, that's one time I'll, I'll I'll not do the Saturday Love on him and hit him with the X. So this was Team X, 
Mm-hmm. They break out. Now, the, now, keep in mind, at this point, they're, you know, in a big building or a castle. Of course, it's a castle, uh, you know, overlooking uh, the water down below. They have to make the jump. And Kristoff, you know, let's say Christopher. We'll call him Christopher. So Christopher turned around, and he wasn't sure at this point because he knew he he was a mutant, but he wasn't sure. Like I mean, There was no term really to mutant. He just knew he was right. different. He was able to survive certain things. He suspected the same thing because he's seen Creed and Logan also in action. And either their reflexes, the way they took damage, how they recovered from being shot. He's like, I think we could survive this fall. <laughs> he was right, though. He was yeah. right because he's very observant. So his whole thing is he's a planner. He's a tactician. He plans things out to a T. He's very observant. He just doesn't run in there, guns blazing. Yeah. If he, guns are blazing, it's because there's supposed to be a reason why guns are blazing. He's the kind yeah, of guy with not, not, not like body count. That, that, that's what he doesn't do. Oh, he, he, yeah. he's, a, he's a strategist. Uh, that's body right. Count. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Those who we'll don't know, we'll there's a game called Laser Quest, and we all had to take names. And uh, my nickname was Body Count in Laser Quest in the house. And I would just run into situations, just start shooting everything like it was a, an action movie and never had a plan. But I survived. You know, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my cousin was, was a smarter well, one. He, was, he went. He was, he was, yeah, yeah. I, I was a smarter one. He was. He was really pulling his his inner Wolverine, his inner Kristoff. Like, say, I will survive this. I'm not worried. I'll be okay. <laughs> Minus the strategy portion of Chris. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was that was that was Barry's uh latent mutant power. I know. I've got skills. I'll survive it. <laughs> I've got reflexes. <laughs> got reflexes. I'm a dancer. I got reflexes. Check me out. <laughs> mm, I can bounce off the walls. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sometimes sorry. it worked. Sometimes it didn't. I was more like long shot. <laughs> okay, we'll we should back. cover that character. Okay, we're gonna get. Back. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, definitely we should. Right, right. So this is how he started off. So there wasn't much known uh, about him. Mm-hmm. So pretty much that was what Wolverine was remembering was their last mission. And the reason he remembers it is because Maverick does show up at one point in the X-Men books present day. And when they have the flashback, he sees them. So first of all, I love the way Jim Lee, Jim Lee and John Bryan both got together and helped design this character and created this character. I love this look with the armor, you know, the guns, it, it, it fit. It was nineties, right? It made sense. And it still mm-hmm. does up to now. And he didn't even have his own series. So I wanted to see one more of team X on some of their missions, because I think that would have been a cool miniseries back, you know, even up to now, mm-hmm. do a flashback miniseries, you know, that, that's where it comes into. He was right. the leader of the team, so that's another interesting dynamic. How did they get together? What other missions did they do? Because we know Wolverine was a secret agent at one point, and, and Sabretooth did, was in that, the uh, Black Ops world, so it, it fits. But after that mission, he was done. He was like, that's it. I'm, I'm pretty much done with all this stuff. He's done other missions. He's, you know, mm-hmm. he's done. He, he, he's walked away. He didn't like how Sabretooth, you know, killed the doctor when they're supposed to rescue her. Um, what they were supposed oh, to steal okay. that, that, you know, what was, was missing. And that was mm-hmm. needed for Omega Red to survive. This is why Omega Red had to go back into status because his own death spore power was killing him. Right. And this would have balanced out that power for him. So he's back in status, angry. You know, they look at the team. He's like, okay, I'm done. Wolverine says, well, I lost it, you know, so whatever. But he always suspected, and he, he was pretty much sure Wolverine didn't lose it. Sorry, Logan didn't lose it. 
Logan hit it. And this is what brought him into the present day with the debut also of Omega Red in that issue. Right. Or maybe the issue before. But Omega Red was, that was, you know, issue four, issue five is where mm-hmm. Omega Red came out. Okay. So now I see he's a spy. He's a mercenary. Yep. He's a mutant. And he, almost, and he has an arch villain already in Omega Red. Omega Red to me is not Logan Wolverine's. You know, no main enemy to me he would fit more with maverick you know what i i would definitely agree in regards to the logan slash uh versus omega red like omega red definitely the only the only kind of like ties you will say is from the early program the weapon x piper program right. other than that afterwards now do you say that i'm really thinking yeah i didn't see him that much against against logan no. and you would right say like they had, they had the conflict with that's the backstory conflict between Omega Red and Maverick. Uh, from then, yeah, okay, I'll go with that. Yeah, okay. to me, it seemed that like he was more Maverick's arch nemesis mm-hmm. than Logan. It's just because Logan is old. He's a mutant, and he's um, you know part of the Weapon X program, and this is the Russian version of the Super Soldier program. So then, right. by rights, they all should be fighting Captain America. But no, that to me, it really should be Maverick and Omega Red. These are the two polar opposites. You know, Russia and Germany. Come on, now it. It's right there, and I don't think they they dug deep enough into it. And but there's more meat on that bone, as I like to say. Mm-hmm. So after this mission was done, you know, um, they kind of split their separate ways. Maverick's doing his own thing. Yeah. Maverick gets like hurt on a mission, survives it, right? And he's got like a, a a healing factor, you know, just per se. But he survives it. And after he's recovering, because he was on another uh, mission with a uh, you know another black ops unit called Cell Six. And he was on a mission in Italy, and he was injured by a rival assassin named the Confessor. So while recovering, he met an Italian nurse. Okay, uh, Janetta Barcellini. Usual. Yeah, we know yeah, how the story yeah. goes. Mm-hmm. The nurse, injured nurse, falls in love. Oh, love is in the air. There you go. Right, oh. and, and then over the next couple of years, they date. They get married. He's happy. He's walking away from that whole black ops world. But then he gets messages that his old team members from Cell 6, you know, the agents, one by one by one, just getting taken out. Okay, can't figure it out. He's like, man, I'm one of the few people left from Cell 6. And then, you know, he kind of says, let me dig in to see what's going on. Oh, no. Betrayal most foul. (laughs) His wife is a spy. He's an enemy spy. Yep. She got with him to get the information to turn around and say, hey, these are the spies part of Cell 6, and gave it back to her handlers, her superiors, and they were killing him off. So she was kind of pumping him for information. No pun intended. Pause. Okay, cool. Yeah. So they get into a fight in their house. And, you know, she, she pulls out a knife and uh, she's going after him. The two of them are fighting. And she's like, oh, you don't have the guts to kill me. You love me. You won't kill me. And during this fight, she lounges at him with the knife. Yep. By reflex and self-defense. Uh-oh. Right? He defends himself. Ends up yep. killing his wife. And then his wife turns around and in her dying breath looks at him and is like, huh, you just didn't kill me. You killed me. And our unborn child. Dun, dun. 
was it? Drama, drama, drama. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, and and I just kind of and that basically pushed him over the edge. So he was now, you know, for him to to get through all that pain and guilt, you know, it just drove him further into his mercenary work and stuff. And yeah, and um, yeah, and that's where we start seeing the connection into what we know now. But that's it. He changed his persona. He came extremely cold. He 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 was wrecked with guilt. And as Rod said, he drove, dove into his mercenary work, his spy work. He would work for any agency, regardless, no matter what three-letter agency it was, CIA, FBI, whatever, MI6. He would put his services out there and do these missions. He came extremely distrustful of women. After that experience, I mean, okay, that's going to – that's that's a that's a couple – that's not a Dr. Phil episode. That's a Dr. Yeah. Phil season. Yeah, that's a, couple, that's a couple of stories behind that one for sure. Right? Yeah. So with this, of course, now as time goes on, Omega Red is back. Wolverine, now Logan has become Wolverine. Creed has become Sabretooth. And he meets up with them again. And of course, there's another person that shows up, which is Wraith. Right? He shows up in the Wolverine books. He's a teleporter. Remember, he was played by Will I Am in Wolverine movie Movie, origins. And, and, And that was a good casting to me. If you look at the comic book, and you see Will I Am as Wraith? Yeah. <laughs> that was it. that was him. That was him. Like the casting on that one to me was still dead on. So he gets in there and, and they start working on missions together. And you know, uh at one point he gets taken in by by the Weapon X program, Department H. Bum 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 bum. Drama, drama, drama. <laughs> So this is what happens. So while Wolverine's becoming Wolverine, I should say, where he's getting the adamantium, he gets taken, he gets the adamantium put inside of him. Yep. Uh, you know, and then he goes crazy and he breaks out of the Weapon X facility. Yeah. Facility, and he's right because at this point, Logan was captured, Sabretooth was captured, you know, uh, Christopher was captured. They took a little bit of Wolverine's DNA and they put it onto Christopher to kind of give him a low level healing factor. Right. Right, so now, now he's got the he takes kinetic energy, and he has a healing factor. He's got the reflexes, and he's trained fully as a mercenary, a spy, an agent. You know, hand to hand combat on fleek, weapons master. Okay, so this character, he is a one man walking army. You know, and he's got his tech, and with that, now he's got this. So when Wolverine broke breaks out of you know um, Weapon X. Inadvertently, he frees everybody else without realizing it, and that's how Christopher gets away. That's how Supertooth gets away, you know. And if you want to kind of follow some more of their stories, you got to watch read the actual Wolverine series later on. I think it's about well, the issues where you get about the, the sixty issue, excuse me, sixty issue mark mm-hmm. that you see those stories going in there. So, but getting back to you know our man Maverick, mm-hmm. he gets out. You know, he gets over back to North America and he starts going back and forth with his, uh, you know, his missions, right? And that's it, the carbondium synthesizer. That's the product, you know? So at one point, Sabretooth starts going a little bit crazy because Sabretooth used to have a telepath with him and she used to kind of soothe his thoughts. He almost got, it was a calming effect and it was addictive for him. He was, that, that was his drug. Was to have this girl named Birdie go into his head and just kind of give him 
the zone or in the light uh, and, and calm him down. Is killing just, just like Mantis on um, Garden Galaxy, sleep to bring down Oa. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. Same exactly. So get in there, you know. Uh, but he was going on a killing spree. North decided to go. You know, uh, so he went from Christoph, Christoph Nord to Christopher North. And he went on a killing, you know, to stop Wolverine from going on this killing spree. Not Wolverine, sorry, uh, Sabretooth. So he teamed up with Wolverine to bring down Sabretooth because they're bringing back the whole Team X dynamic. Wraith comes back into the picture. So a lot of adventures happen, and it's world going around the world. At another point, he gets in there and he starts fighting this other agent, you know. Um, and they're going back and forth at it once again. Another fight ends up killing that agent, you know, and he finds out later on that that agent was his brother. Like this guy's got no luck. <laughs> like, like you know, so so far he's lost his, you know, his parents. They don't talk much about him at all, but he's lost his wife, unborn child, and his brother. And all three, who the last three I just mentioned, were at his hands. So, <laughs> yeah, he's he's having a lot of fun. We'll we'll just leave it at that. He's he's yeah, having a lot of fun, just trying yeah, to cope with everything. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah poor guy, poor guy. So you know, and and then so as he goes on, so this was all in you know odd issues here and there within the X Men. Then they had his one shot issue of Maverick, and you know, uh, uh, Textera, uh, Textera. He was the artist on one of them. I love his art with Maverick. Then he had his own series. And within his own series at one point, because, you know, he loses his mutant power because good old Scarlet Witch says no more mutants. All right. So he lost his mutant power, but he still has every skill that he's acquired, right? Forget the mutant power. So he's going on. Then, oh, what are we going to do? Give him the legacy virus, which was death to mutants. That was like the mutant version of AIDS. There was no cure for it at the time. That went on for a long time. Then he got over that, and it seemed like his powers were going to compensate, and they were very erratic up and down. And then he seems to have like a love interest. Another woman shows up, and, and she kind of starts dating him. Like At first, she wanted to work with him, hire him, to hunt down Sabretooth because Sabretooth was responsible for killing her mom, and she wanted to go and get revenge. And he's like, well, I better come with you to help you. So... uh. And they started kind of forming a relationship after all this time. Mm-hmm. What is interesting about his own series, regardless of taking away his powers or not, is you see him in different locations. I like that he's going around the world and he would stop in Canada. He stopped in Montreal. He stopped in Quebec City. There was a, he, just like Deathstroke the Terminator would have someone make his weapons, Maverick had someone making all his gear and weapons for him and he would pick them up at safe houses. And this woman, mm-hmm. she, she was French Canadian. Vive la Quebec! <laughs> he would show up at her house, you know, and she's got a little baby, and she's making all these weapons from it. So, it's such an interesting backstory on that, but they just kept... I I think Marvel just didn't know what to do with this character. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's clear that you had him in a particular team, and you thought that, okay, you thought that you could utilize him for a little... for as much as possible, then you realize that like, you just... Having him against uh, Omega Red was great, but they never expanded on that enough to give him other people that he could, you know, have a storyline off of. 
connecting right. with Sabretooth, connecting with Wolverine, connecting with, with John Ra. You know, basically the Team X aspect of it, that's great. Realizing we know the more popular of that team was Wolverine and Sabretooth. Yeah. And we can branch off for there because they, those two had a connection. But yeah, the, that to me was a character that, um, you're right, is missed. And we'll definitely, you know, we're getting to that conversation right now. But Marvel kind of missed out on actually having that character there. Um, I'm trying to think right off the top of my head. We did this character on the DC side. And Infiltrator? Is it? No. Who was also on Arrowverse? On Arrow, Arrowverse. Um, Vigilante? Vigilante, sorry. Yes. I don't know why I did I, but yes, Vigilante. <laughs> so you can see kind of like the similarities of, of that thing. Right. Again. These are this character here. Um, we'll have to go back and see who came first, whatever. But that's not even the point I'm bringing. I'm bringing the fact that with Maverick, Maverick is a he has he has abilities. He has he has a healing he has a partial healing factor uh, that he already had, but was brought up you know added a little bit more with Wolverine. He has his mutant ability to be like you know a sharpshooter and stuff like that. You know, there is something there that we could have we could have done more with, and I think that he. He, he's underutilized, and, oh, yeah. and sometimes it hurts. And sometimes it hurts. Honestly, I'll I'll be honest. Sometimes when I hear characters, especially when we talk about certain characters on here, I'm realizing this is this is the the amount of you know ammunition this person has underneath their belt is on their repertoire. This is what they have, and you're not utilizing him. Like, oh my right. goodness, the amount of things like you're saying. He's a he's basically he's a he's a mercenary. A global mercenary, not not a North American, not a United nope. States only. Nope. This guy's going from country to country, dealing out pain for the highest bidder. For whoever has the money, who has the, whoever has the deepest pockets, like you said, CIA, FBI, MI6, whoever, who's ever willing to you know pay the bill, he'll take care of it. Why why can he not be used more than that? Like I I think we're getting to that conversation now. Like he's, yeah, he's just unutilized, I mean, and 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 it, and it could be used definitely. All over the place. Look at that. Anyway. Of course, all over the place. I mean, look, boy. So one, his main focus was to find out the person that hired his ex-wife to right. infiltrate them, to infiltrate him, to get mm-hmm. the information on the rest of Cell 6. He's looking for that person. He's he, That's his whole motivation because he wants revenge. He's lost his wife. He's lost his kid. We never really get a proper ending on that story, right? Um, there's a lot of backstories with him. Creed and Logan as weapon uh, as Team X that Team we X. never get into, right? Yeah. So then we get into his other characters in his own series. He saves this kid named Chris Bradley. Chris Bradley is a young kid. He's a mutant. He runs away. You know the parents say, "Hey, can you help us find Chris?" Within the, the Maverick series, Maverick mm-hmm. goes, finds him, brings him back, and and says, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to set you guys up because what happened is, you know, he was taken by the friends of humanity. So now." Once again, that's a Creed connection because the that's Friends of Humanity was made by Creed's, you know, Victor Creed's Victor son. Creed. Yeah. Creed was the was the founder of the Friends of Humanity. Yeah. This is where the, the, the story, the bulk of the story should go with different aspects. So it's almost like they start something and they just don't eh, nail the landing. Right. So this is where I think it should be, you know. And then he teams up with this girl, Ivana. So Ivana was the one who wanted that revenge, as I was saying, on, on Sabretooth, and they start a relationship. And then when his powers are failing and the legacy virus is getting the best of him, she stays there to take care of him. So that there is something where it could have almost been a rebirth into having a problem, because he wants a relationship. 
mm-hmm. just doesn't want it how it was before. The the whole, you know, Chris Bra- and Chris Bradley, at one point, he turns around. And as the story goes on further and further, Chris's parents, you know, get, um, you know, get killed, if, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. And then Chris, at one point, thinks Maverick dies. Mm-hmm. And Maverick was like his best friend. He's the one he would still write him, you know, send emails back and forth to him all the time. They would still communicate. Even when he was dying, Maverick still kept in touch with him. Yeah. And then when he found out that Maverick died and he was killed by somebody, you know, Maverick was just going underground. He just didn't want, he just said, okay, I'm going to fake my death and leave it be. Chris turned around and took up the mantle of Maverick yeah. and started going around as Maverick, right? So then when Chris came back, now keep in mind, now the original Maverick, Christopher, He's had his mind altered just like Logan, just like Victor. He's had, you know, he's remembered things, forgotten things. So he's aware of all this. There's a lot of that that I know we're kind of going over. We're not really getting much deeper into. Unfortunately, we're almost moving at the Marvel thing, not getting deep into the character. But we just want to show you how much cool stuff there is. Mm -hmm. And once again, Maverick, you know, say let's say Christopher meets the new Maverick, doesn't realize that that's Chris. You know, uh, uh, Christopher, you know, uh, Bradley, that he's that little kid. He's now grown up. He's doing all these missions, but he's doing some missions for the wrong people. So the two of them start fighting. Christopher ends up shooting him. Right. Not realizing that's the kid he was trying to save all this time. Yeah. So much guilt. This guy, Maverick, Christopher North Maverick, Christopher North Maverick needs a redemption story. I, and and I, and they know they went further and they changed his name to Agent Zero, but then the Zero you see in Wolverine Origins, totally different. You know he's Asian, he has super speed, he's got the two guns. Okay, uh, let's let's dial it back a bit. I want the original Maverick. I don't want Agent Zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want Maverick with that cool mask, this uh, this classic look. Give me give me that character, right. and let's get into, you know, uh, the intrigue of it. So. You know, we're going to get to this point. We're going to turn around and we're just going to fan cast Maverick and give our two cents here. Okay. Right. So, Rod, you want to start off? You have your guy there? Listen, I got my guy. So, so I wanted to go with the character. I wanted to go with an actor who basically has the ability to pull off action sequence and a lot of movement and stuff along that line. Right. Along that line. I chose Dave Franco. Now, Dave Franco. Dave Franco has been in a couple of movies, and here here's a scenario. So we're gonna go with uh, where am I? I just saw it. I, I scroll up to the second one. I I did a reverse. So basically, it was in. Um, why can't I find him now? Now, you, now I'm getting upset because I was looking for that. Anyway, I'll go for the second person. I'll go for the second reason. Like now you see now 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 you see me. Basically, he's uh, he was the character Jack Wilder. Basically, like oh, young, oh, so the young... That's James Franco's brother. Yes, 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 yes. So yes. yeah, and, and, and I was yes. okay. Yes, exactly. So I was gonna go. I was gonna go saying that. Well, he also has a famous brother. Uh, we'll go with that too. Uh, but <laughs> sorry, dude. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. So that's 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 basically what I wanted to to bring in for him to be because of, because of um. Now you see me. You know. It's a very action type movie. I mean, yes, it's all about magic and stuff like that. But he's actually have the ability to be running around and doing a bunch of stuff like that. Also, right. it was on on twenty one Jump Street. Yeah. So I wanted to pull from at least that aspect of having, you know, 
the cop type of uh, what's the best way of thinking now the, the the police aspect of being an officer being a soldier being that type of character you know so he can he can pull from that i wanted to also have the suave kind of demonair coming from now you see me right and, and basically give him now we're now we're going into the spy aspect we're going into the secret agent aspect of it of being like a mercenary now now we have mercenaries who are just coming in like you know gruddy looking like okay where's my money not the scenario i want to give someone who has the ability that he's a suave individual because if he's got himself tricked by his fiance you know his girlfriend type of scenario and they're about to have a life together i'm thinking that he wasn't a gruff guy i'm thinking that he was a smooth you know he's smooth operator criminal smooth criminal right so <laughs> so that's basically where i was going he's also was in um six underground he right. was like number six and six underground so i'm i'm giving that's it but the i i realized here here it is but i, I knew it i was writing from front face day shift now if you remember he was the co he was a co-star with with jamie fox on day shift who was the 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 nerdy um yes a nerdy guy basically but towards the end he built himself into a hunter you know what i mean right. you know so so i'm gonna go with i'm going with that's the reason why i want to go with dave franco nice something a little someone a little different that no right. one really knows but take you know him like oh i've seen you here 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 all right Let's see what we could do. You know, put a little more muscle on him type of scenario. Just bulk him up a little bit just to give him a little more so he can fill out the form of the suit. Right. We're good to go. Okay. I like that. I like that. So that's different. Okay, that's different. So here, here, here where I go. So first of all, I love the whole, I wanted to be like a true spy thriller chasing. And I'm looking, I'm looking in the camera. I'm looking right at you. D- D- Disney Plus. Disney yeah. Plus. This this is where I forgot to actually say that I forgot I would go so much in the character forgot that yeah I didn't want a movie I wanted a series yes okay. we we because it's, it's not Marvel so we're gonna go with Disney Plus yeah I want a series on that so we can now you know intertwining and get the understanding of his global achievements of being a mercenary and everything with with Creed Logan Wrath Wraith and everything like that okay okay I said I said Disney that's where I was going but please continue as soon as you said I was like oh stop I didn't say do I want a series or did I want a movie? Give me a series. All right, cool. Oh, All right, your turn. Strong bloodline. I hear you, man. Bloodline. I got you on this one. So Disney Plus. This is what I'm t- talking about. I want a Disney Plus limited series. Minimum three seasons. Yeah. Right? Right? And and here's the beauty of it. Now, I know we have to wait till... Now, we know, you know, Namor in Wakanda Forever is a mutant, but I mean, we're waiting for the official mutants. What I mean by official mutants, the X-Men to make their debut in yep. the Marvel Cinematic Universe at some point, right? Yeah. They, they got... Disney's got the rights. They're working on stuff. Yeah. Okay. So here it comes down to. And this could be a good introduction, depending how they want to do it, right? So this is where it gets a little bit tricky. I want a Maverick, classic Maverick, with the classic costume as a Disney Plus series. Okay. Right? I need to have that whole series, you know, season one. Just like how Moon Knight was, kind of, you know, give me that six to eight episodes. I want it world-spanning, like how Moon Knight was, how Falcon and and and, and, and Bucky was, Winter Soldier yep. was. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. want that kind of feel. 
it's got to be like that with Maverick, a little bit of humor, joke. Okay, so, okay, all that, all the points you said, Rod. He, you have to make him a mutant. I don't want it to be anything else. He's got no, to no. be a mutant. Yeah. Right. Okay. With everything, then let it be him going through trying to find out. Like, don't let it be the whole thing with his wife and the cell six. That storyline, and then him trying to find out who was pulling his wife's strings and dealing with that guilt at the same time and the anger and throwing himself into work and just becoming numb to mm-hmm. how he's dealing with that. That's how he copes with it. But I want throughout the whole series, Team X flashbacks. Yeah. Not no, Maverick no, I, I, flashbacks with yeah. Team X. I want full Team X flashbacks. So if Marvel's already cast somebody to be the new Wolverine, and they're going to cast someone to be the new Sabretooth. Then I need those actors from that movie franchise to go back and get in classic costume as the mercenary costumes, not their not their superhero, supervillain costumes, the black with the yellow and the goggles and everything like that, straight out, just like how Jim Lee and John Bryan envision, and give me those flashbacks through the series, because that would be a nice tie-in if you're going to do a Maverick series and bring those two in, just like flashbacks here and there, it'd be like, oh, wow, we understand it's all part of the same world. Right. Great. So that's going to be like, you know, season one. Season two is him still spanning the globe and, you know, doing what they did in the Maverick comic book. I do not want the character to get, become Agent Zero. No. Okay. I do not want him to die. I do not okay. want him to lose his powers throughout the whole right. series because he's a mutant. Let him stick with it. That's that's what I'm going with. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I wanted I and I and I look for actors and I try to always be open minded. So with this, I understand his his origin is he had American parents, but he was born in Germany. Okay. So I was going for a German actor. Okay. Because to me, you're born in Germany, you're German. You just got American roots, descendants, right? Uh-huh. So I went with the actor Max Rimmelt. Okay, so this actor, he's done different things, but he was in the TV show Senses 8. So his last name is spelled R-I-E-M-E-L-T. Okay, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Right, so he, he was in Senses <clears throat> 8. That that series and I'm movie. Part two properly. I'm waiting for number two on that. We'll come back to that story. Right, right, exactly. So this is the character. I mean, I looked at other actors, but I wanted him. So is he German descent? Yep. Does he have the the jawline, the hair, and all that already? Okay. Yep. In census eight, at one point he's walking with a bazooka. Yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> we good. Okay. Okay. Right, so this is who I was envisioning for this role to do it. Can he play a tortured character? Yep. Uh, he's got the acting range. He's got the look to it. And okay. and I and I and I get he doesn't have to be overly. I mean, why said they have to be bigger? Because that's all they draw him in comic books. But then when I look at a lot yeah. of stuff these days, like yeah. live action, look how they drew. They help, look how they cast Namor. And I'm not knocking it. It's just that you know when you see Namor in the books, he's a big bulky guy. But how they cast Namor Wakanda forever, he wasn't that, right? right? Okay, same thing with some some actors have the physique and it looks dead on in the comic book, and other times they do a difference. Like Spider Man, Spider Man's not a big guy, but because of his powers, yep. he can lift a good few tons. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. So 
this actor, I think he's got the good physique. Just get like more cut and chisel to look like yeah. he's going to be that agent. Yeah. By the time you put the costume on him with the padding. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Just, just, you know, just bulk up a little bit. We don't want crazy yeah. bulk. Just bulk no, just, no, no, just, no. To fill, just to fill up the suit. That's exactly yes. what you said. You know, I said the same. Just yeah. to fill up the fill suit. Up the suit. To fill up the suit. Fill up the suit. So, I like that. Yeah. So this is who I see to do it. Okay. And his, so he's going to have a couple of main villains in there. He's going to deal with Silver Fox and other people from Department H and Weapon X and the Friends of Humanity. And he must, absolutely must have Omega Red as his main foil throughout this series. Omega Red has got to be the main bad guy. Like Batman has Joker. Spider-Man has Green Goblin, right? Wolverine's got Sabretooth. Maverick has Omega Red. This is what it comes down to. I, I would definitely tag on to that, and I will say to the, the standpoint of have half or three-quarters into season one, you start getting the touch of or the acknowledgement or the, you know, the acknowledgement of Omega Red, then yes. bring it fully into three, two and three, and then let him be the sub, uh, the sub-villain, another sub-villain on one of the layers, and, and yeah. so, so, yeah, no, 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 that's good. I like that. I like yeah. that. And you can still bring in his brother, right? You can bring in uh, Christopher's brother. Let them have that fight. Bring in other assassins, people trying to take him out. So you got espionage. You got mercenary. You got mafia, okay? You, and then a beauty visit, okay? We're Canadian. He, we, we, we're Beijing, but we live in Canada. He right. can come to Canada and well, be in Quebec City and have that weapons uh, person there. We, we, so there's all these little things that circle around Wolverine's mythos. And Maverick would be a good connecting line to them all. He's the missing link. No, completely. Completely. I will definitely say that we're both on, minus the, the different characters, but at right. least the synopsis of what we want, the bullet points of what we want to see as a character in development. Yeah, we're definitely on. But that's what I was saying. I want to see the world, I want to see the, the world globetrotting aspect of it. Because you brought up the, the you know, the Quebec aspect of it, I have, I have someone who's, if you're at that particular stage in the game, you're not, you're not making your own, unless you have to, but you're not really making your own, you know, weaponry and stuff like that. Someone's doing it for you. You're going through the proper channels of making this thing, like saying, show us, mention a couple of times her name, let's say, oh yeah, remember, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be making my way to Quebec. I'm in Germany now. I plan to be in Quebec in about uh, two weeks time. Make sure you have my stuff by the safe house. Yeah. Make those type of drops, have him fly in, do what he got to do, have an adventure, like, oh, snap, someone's after me. And I'm running away to get back in a plane now to go to the state to meet up with Logan. Logan! Oh! Oh, whatever the case would be. Red is where? Let's go back to... And that's it. Like, that's how I fully see a series on that. Give me eight to ten episodes per series. Give me three seasons. Give me three seasons and um, let's work on making a globe trot. And actually on the same point you were talking about intertwining um, characters like Creed and all that and having doing flashbacks in basically what we wanted for agents of shield, how that, how it was supposed to have been properly intertwined and it didn't intertwine as we like, you have the opportunity now Marvel to do that. And as Barry said, which is true, you can start making, you can start, you know, writing the script, getting everything all set up, but we can't really fully drop him in until we have the full proper announcements 
of mutants slash X-Men into the MCU. Once that's done, domino effects. They should be just coming in right yeah. after, right after. I'm True. Or they can take a chance and say, hey, we've got the actor for Silver Truth and we got the actor for Wolverine. We're going to bring him in Maverick. You know how much heat that series would get just for those little cameo appearances and then fans knowing that they're going to repraise those roles in a movie? Woo! Uh, beforehand, yeah. If you already got a lockdown, facts. Even Makes Maverick sense. teams up with Nick Fury because once again, he's in the spy world. Who We know Nick Fury's the ultimate spy. Oh. Come on. Come on, there's, son. There's, there's enough. Like we said, realizing when you look into this character, realize that he's been underutilized or is just like no one no one came up with um, better ideas of what to do with him. Now, there are, listen, Comic World is definitely, as we're saying, man, that's why we love this genre. That's why we love this it's podcast. Deep, man. Glad you guys are you guys are enjoying it. Thank but you. we're seeing that the doors are opening, that the world of comics is now coming to the big screen, to the small screen, to the streaming streams, it's coming. It's there. The opportunities are there. Now you have the chance to start going back and finding all these characters and realizing what life that, that they have, breathe more life into them, and realize, like, oh, he is already intertwined into the methyl very well. It's time to bring him to the surface. And let's yeah. Go. Absolutely. I mean, we got it all in this series, and I think it's been great. The character's been slept on. I would love to see, get the cliff notes of what John Bryan and Jim Lee wanted the, the direction for this character. Because I know, for example, like Chris Claremont left like cliff notes of how this character should be, but other authors come in, and writers come in, and they kind of change it, or they dismiss it, and they do their own thing. I want to know what their overall vision was for this character. So if I ever see them at a Comic-Con, I'm going to ask them. Right on. Oh, mm. On that note, Rod, any last words? Mm. Listen, um, definitely, as we always say, in regards to if you like what you saw, you know, we want to, we love the support. Make sure you hit that like, hit that share, subscribe. Let everybody know that you're, you're running with the Iconist team. You're, you know, you're enjoying yourself. Let everybody know. Shout out to JB and her son. Just saw, saw her over the weekend. It's like, what? So watching the show. Yeah. And she's like, hey, I got to tell him. I said, yeah. And, uh, as a side note, shout out to Nat. Nat S, I saw you, you know, it's like, you guys do a podcast? Yeah. What's this on? Okay, I'm following now. Shout out to Nat. And to the man called Saul, shout out to you. Welcome in. Listen, everybody's jumping in, enjoying, enjoying the ride. And you yes. out there, viewers, come on down. You guys, you guys will not be disappointed. I hope you guys enjoyed it. You can find us on all stream, you know, plat- platforms. Let's go. For real. Thank you very much. Thank you to all the new followers. Thank you to all the people who are jumping on and catching the show. Remember, like, subscribe, share, rate, and review. Uh, I said the show comes out every Tuesday on YouTube, and then we do the podcast. It comes out the audio on every streaming service you can on Wednesdays. So on that note, I'm Barry3D. Here's my cousin. Rod C. Right on. This is the Iconist Podcast. As I like to say, this whole world was started by a piece of paper, a pencil, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. We're out. Let's go. Maverick. Maverick. <laughs> what, you mean the plane? What? No. Oh, that's wrong. Swipe that. Going in. I think I'm safe. <laughs> I'll avoid it. I got <laughs> healing factors. <laughs> <laughs> Kinetic absorption. <laughs> uh, let's check it. We got it. <laughs>